Welcome to this podcast from the Bay Church. We hope you're blessed by the message. To find out more, please visit our website at www.the-bay-church.org.uk. Yeah, I get to um, talk about the Holy Spirit, which is quite an honour, really, um, and also at Nick's um, commissioning service. <laughs> um, and yeah, I'm talking about the Holy Spirit, and and I just want to. I I thought that I thought the worship was amazing today, and I just felt a real a real sensitive sense of Jesus' presence here. And um, I'm kind of going to mess with fire a little bit here for those of you that know me, but um, I think my shame is not as important as as ministering God. And um, and I had an encounter when I was 19 when I met Jesus. And I met him in such a real way, and I just had love. It was just surrounded by his love. And at 24, at 24, yeah, at 24 I had an encounter with the Holy Spirit, and, um, and it changed my life again for, for, forever. It was, there, were, there are probably the most two significant defining moments in my life, was meeting Jesus and meeting the Holy Spirit. Okay, I had a few more, but that, that <laughs> <laughs> I'm not taking her with me. <laughs> so, yeah, they were really my walk with Jesus or my walk with the Lord. And, and also, and what I felt when I, I was just thinking about things this morning as, as we were worshipping, and I felt that the Holy Spirit, Jesus and God, they work together. And that, that you know, we all know that they're a trinity, but, but sometimes we isolate one from the other. And... We, we, we can connect and relate to Jesus, but we haven't really got the Holy Spirit, or we, or we, have, or we can relate to Father. But, and, and I just felt that they, they all work together, um, and that, you know, when the Holy Spirit comes and ministers to you, Jesus then comes and ministers as well, and it's, and it's all, it's, it's together. It, it's, it, it's not one from the other. Um, and, um, yeah, it was just... And I guess I just wanted to declare that, you know, through those moments that I absolutely love Jesus, I absolutely adore him, and I absolutely love the Holy Spirit, and I love the Father. And, um, and that's really, really just what I wanted to declare. And um, I also didn't read scripture, and the app has died. I should have taken my Bible, yeah. Never mind, I'll leave it. Um, so yeah, I, I felt this quite a challenge as well, like just preparing and thinking about this, um, because as it kind of says up there on the screen, it's a Holy Spirit lifestyle that I'm speaking about. It's about living daily and continually with the Holy Spirit. It's involving the Holy Spirit in everything. And for me, when I look at my life, I just think I've got a way to go. Um, especially when I read Stephen, I think I've got a massive way to go. Um, and, um, but there were some scriptures that... Um, there were some scriptures this is, that I hear. Um, that I, just as I was preparing, um, they just... Yeah, they just, they just really kind of, they were just really encouraging, they really came out, and um, I've listed them there if, if you'd like to read them or take notes and 
read them at home. But, um, so the first one is Acts 1. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and to the ends of the earth. And it's just something there that we are going to receive power. If you live a lifestyle of the Holy Spirit, you're going to receive power. That's the promise from God, that you will receive power. And, um, and this is the challenge for me, is that I look at my, my experience and I look at the Acts and the Apostles' experience and it's different. And I read the Word and it says I'm going to receive power. So that's my expectation, that I will receive power. Um, another one, you, you will be filled with the Holy Spirit and you'll begin to speak in tongues. Um, when Philip, when they believed, but they, they believed Philip, as he proclaimed the good news of the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. When we preach, um, people will believe. It says it here. So when we stand up and preach the word of God, when we preach the good news that Jesus died, he rose again, and he set us free, that we are, free, that we are new creations, that people will believe. Um, there's another one. When they arrived, they prayed for the new believers there that they might receive the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit had not yet come on them. They had simply been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then Peter and John placed their hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. And I love that, that you can believe in Jesus but you need to receive the Holy Spirit. Um, and I think later on we want to pray that if you have never received the Holy Spirit that we lay hands on you and you will receive the Holy Spirit. Um, Again, just another thing that if you're living a Holy Spirit lifestyle, you know, expect angels to come and give you directions. Um, now, an angel of the Lord said to Philip, go south to the road, the desert road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. Um, and then this one, transportation. You know, I haven't never experienced this, but when uh, Philip came out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord suddenly took him away and the eunuch did not see him again, but went on his way rejoicing. Um, while Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit came on all who heard the message. And I thought that was amazing because in some scriptures, we lay hands on people and they receive the Holy Spirit. But when Peter was preaching, the Holy Spirit just came on people. Um, and this one, uh, there's Acts 11.15. I think this is amazing. This is Peter. So Peter has this... Um, to begin with, Peter thinks that um, the gospel is just for the Jews. Um, and uh, he, has a he has a vision, he goes into a trance, and, and God says, no, it's for everybody. And so he goes and prays with the Gentiles. Um, and this is what happens. He says, as I begin to speak to them, the Holy Spirit came on them as he had come on us at the, be at the beginning. Now, I think that's amazing, uh, just because you imagine Peter, he's experienced the Holy Spirit at Pentecost, that, you, you know, and then, you know, I don't know what the time frame is, but then he goes out, um, prays for the Gentiles, and then the Holy Spirit falls on them just as he fell on him. And, and the thing that, I mean, the thing that for me was just like, it's just, it's just, it's almost like the Holy Spirit is just confirming, I did it to you just like that, and I'm doing it to the Gentiles just like I did it to you, to pr just to show you that, you know, that vision that you had, that, that was, you know, it was from God, and that, you know, he'll come on, on you as it, as it was us. Um, and also, you, you can't avoid, um, when, if you, when I started looking at the Holy Spirit and these, there's, there's a direct re 
linked with joy and the Holy Spirit. You know, where the Holy Spirit is, there is joy. And the disciples were filled with joy with the Holy Spirit. Um, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. May the God of hope fill you with joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Um, There was another one about joy as well, which was, um, if I can find it, um, and it's that his joy is in, in suffering, you can still have the joy of the Holy Spirit. It's in Thessalonians, and it says, You became imitators of us, of the Lord, for you welcomed the message in the midst of severe suffering with the joy given by the Holy Spirit. I just thought that was, you know, again, I guess there's a difference between joy and happiness. You know, joy is from the Holy Spirit. Um, Other verses were, And you were also included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, When you believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promise of the Holy Spirit. Um, And these are just, uh, these were just for me, they are just what to expect with a Holy Spirit lifestyle. That, you know, we will see angels, we will have interaction with angels. um, That we will, as we preach, as we share the gospel, that people will believe us. That the Holy Spirit will convict as we as we share our faith, as we share who Jesus is. Um, and that, you know, we can expect to see visions. We can expect to have trances. We can expect yeah. to be transported from one place to another because God has a mission for us for that, for that moment. I mean, the, the story of Philip, I always find it a bit strange in, in one sense because usually when God does something, you can see that it was there's a like a, a real purpose behind it, like. Um, but it, for me, it didn't really go into a great deal of detail of as you know, why, why was it so significant that that you know Ethiopian and eunuch um, that was ministered to right then that you know Philip was told met by an angel go there and then transported straight back. I, you know, um, and also. I guess when the Holy Spirit is there, it's the boldness to speak the truth. That's throughout Acts, you know, there's just this, just this theme of preaching the gospel in, with boldness. Um, and prophesying would be another one that my um, Holy Spirit life, you know, the prophetic would be there. I think we kind of see that pr- the prophetic is just for prophets, but I, I don't really agree. It doesn't really, my theology is not... Um, Along that, along that line. And revelation as well, that we will receive revelation with the Holy Spirit. Um, I think I, I've kind of mentioned this before, but um, I think I just, I like this, that, um, that Philip went to um, Samaria and um, preached the good news. Um, and the whole, the whole, it says the whole town believed. Um, but he didn't, he didn't lay hands on them. Um, but, um, so, and it says, so when the apostles in Jerusalem heard that Samaria had accepted the word of God, they sent Peter and John to Samaria. When they arrived, they prayed for the new believers that they may receive the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit had not yet come on them. They had simply been baptized in the name of Jesus. Then Peter and John placed their hands on them and then they received the Holy Spirit. Um, and like I said, you know, it, I just, it just, you know, 
it just struck me that, you know, just how important to live with the Holy Spirit is that, you know, that Peter and John went to Samaria just, just to lay hands so that they would receive the Holy Spirit. Um, so, yeah. Um, um, next one, Laura. Thanks. Got my assistant. And yeah, I, I guess Stephen, he's a. I just love the story of Stephen. When we were looking at Acts, I just, I just do. I just, there's just something about him that just, I'm just attracted to that story. And I, I don't really know why, if I'm honest. Um, but one of the things that about Stephen was that, so there was a situation going on where um, the, the widows and orphans weren't being looked after, um, and the apostles um, didn't want to get. I think I don't know what they use the words, but bogged down in like looking after the looking after the widows and orphans when they should be proclaiming and preaching the good news um, and, and travelling around. So they they got together and they chose uh, uh, some people to to for that ministry. And Stephen was one of them. And I find this quite interesting in one sense that Stephen's story has got nothing to do with the ministry of looking after the widows and orphans. Um, it, all you hear about him is really is, his, is the signs and wonders and miracles that, that were in his life and him preaching the gospel. Um, so it's almost, it was almost like he was chosen because he was full of the Holy Spirit um, to do that task. But yet the Holy Spirit in him just overflowed and there was just this, just this signs, wonders and miracles and preaching. And, and when I look at Stephen's life, part of me just, I just see Jesus in it. I just see Jesus in Stephen. And... It, it, for me, it's quite interesting that we would, we would separate the Holy Spirit and Jesus, and they are, in, they are separate in, in person, but there's something just in who they are which is just so similar. Um, um, yeah, and I, I guess Stephen's, so the story of Stephen is that he's chosen because of the Holy Spirit in him. Um, he then, because of the Holy Spirit, there's, he upsets quite a lot of people, the religious leaders, um, and he's falsely accused um, and then brought to trial. And, and, and I, just, I just saw the similarity there between Jesus, that they're both falsely accused. They were both put on trial. And the thing that's amazing about Stephen is there's just this huge injustice on his life. And there was with Jesus, but there's no, never any hint of anger or frustration or your unforgiveness you know, in that. And, and I guess that's where I, I know I've got a lot, to, a lot to go. You know, if somebody cuts me up in the car, I get quite frustrated. You know, and when this is where I just, I just see Jesus just flowing out of Stephen's life. Um, and he, I mean, it's quite, the passage of Stephen is, is quite long. Um, but he, he goes, um, he goes through the whole, like basically just the whole history of the Bible in his trial and, and, and says exactly what it is. And, and really the point he's, he's trying to make is that, you know, Moses took the Israelites out of the, out of the desert and, and they got to a point where, the, where they, they rejected Moses. They didn't want and they rejected God. Um, and... Stephen then makes this point that you then rejected Jesus who was sent by God. Um, and he just says, you're always resisting the Holy Spirit. Um, and then, and then at, at that point, 
they rush towards Stephen to drag him away and to stone him. And at that point, he sees the glory of God. He sees heaven open and he sees Jesus standing at the right hand of the Father. Um, and heaven opens. And again, I kind of saw this, this parallel with you know, Jesus. The heavens open for Jesus at his baptism. Uh, and um, here again, the, Stephen, the heavens are opening for him. Um, and um, I, just, I just thought there was something so, I mean, so significant about this story that, you know, for the, for the church in Acts, that, you know, at that moment, the heaven opens. Um, and, and, while he, and, then, and then while he's being stoned, um, he's praying for their forgiveness. Again, that's something that Jesus did on the cross. He, he um, you know, he, he prayed that, you, that, that, that forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. And, and, and again, um, Saul was at Stephen's stoning, giving his approval. And as Stephen is forgiving the company of people that are, are, are stoning him, um, there's a release there on those people that they are not bound by that act of murder. Um, and, and Saul's one of them. And then, you know, Saul becomes Paul and, and meets Jesus on the road to Damascus. And, you know, it's, it's just a hugely significant moment. And, and actually, it says that the church was scattered from that moment and they went around preaching the good news. And as a result of that, you know, the gospel just got spread even further. Um, Yeah, no, no, that's good. Yeah, but yeah, he, I, as I said, yeah, he's just my hero. I, I, this, I just, the way he gets up and speaks in boldness and just, you know, I, I just find it hugely challenging. Um, actually, can you put this, the challenges? The, yeah, uh, next one. Yeah, I, I guess for me it was like, what would, what, these are the, the things that really challenged me were, you know, Stephen was recognized as being filled by the Holy Spirit. Am I recognized as being filled by the Holy Spirit like him? And, and, and if I look at my life, I have to say, it's, I'm not there. You know, the miracles and the signs do not follow my life um, how I'd like. Um, and um, I guess another one would be, what would cause me to speak so boldly, knowing that death was probable about Jesus? I mean, it's... it's um, and do I really live a spirit-filled life? Do I engage with the Holy Spirit on a daily basis? Do I ask him for help in my daily life? Um, and, and have I settled for an inferior gospel? Um, because there was one thing that really, I kind of really believe that I'm a new creation and the old is gone, you know, and the new has come. And it means that I don't need to function like the world functions um, because the Holy Spirit is inside me. Um, and so, and there is a vic victor victorious spirit that is inside of me. There is an overcoming spirit that's inside of me. And I feel sometimes that we take on the culture of, of our land a bit too much, where we agree with what the world says, that the labels that they stick on us are stuck forever. And the labels that Jesus, that Jesus just takes those labels off. He just removes them. You know, they just don't stick. And, and one of the things about the Israelites re rejecting God and rejecting Moses was they wanted to create an, an idol that they could worship. Um, 
And that 400 years of slavery and living in Egypt had just affected them. They just returned to the culture they knew. And I guess the challenge for me and us is that we don't return to the culture that we live in. We, we live in the culture of heaven. Um, and, you know, that's, I guess, the challenge for me and why I found just, just looking at Stephen's life and Philip's life and looking at, this, at the Holy Spirit that... Um, that it's just there is a challenge. There is a huge challenge, I think, to live daily, you know, in our in our walk. Have I got any more slides, Lara? Is that it? No, yeah. that's it. Yeah. <laughs> the end. You you choose. Would you like to have a smelly nappy or release the Holy Spirit? Maybe when we release Holy Spirit, we'll have a few smelly nappies. Run on, don't go there. Wow. The good news is Holy Spirit's already released. That's the good news. Huh. Let me tell you a testimony of um, a very famous speaker whose name I forgot. And... Um, I think he was Claudio or somebody. That's the guy. And I was in a leaders meeting and uh, he was praying for all these leaders. And uh, he put his hand on them and all like bang, bang, bang. And he came to me and he put his hand on and I just stood. And he just moved on. And he prayed. And it turned out I was the only one standing. I was like... It's not like I'm opposed to Holy Spirit God. And look at all these leaders on the floor. And the Lord said this to me. He said, Alan, um, get ready for resurrection morning. That's all he said. And all these leaders were getting up and looking at me, standing, going, what's about with him, the dirty sinner? <laughs> He's probably drinking wine or something. And um, and it was exactly that experience for me. Three days later, I couldn't get out of bed. It wasn't because I was tired. It was like I had this experience of Holy Spirit that as soon as I opened my eyes, I was like stuck to the bed. Jackie didn't believe me. She thought I just wanted to lie in. <laughs> But I had this encounter with Holy Spirit on the third day after that experience. Why am I telling you this story? It's important that as you stand to receive Holy Spirit, that you're not discouraged if you don't feel anything. Some people may laugh. Some people may cry. Some people may float. You ever seen that? I haven't seen it in real life, but I, I have actually... Never mind, let's not go there. Um, in a sense, whatever God wants to do, He does. But I have a real revelation of this um, in these last, I suppose, couple of years is this, that we often want an individual anointing of Holy Spirit. Whereas I believe God's seen in these days 
that it's going to be a corporate anointing. That actually you just being in the place, whether you want it or not, a corporate anointing comes. Like in the days of Acts when they were all together in one room. And the key is there. They were all together. One heart, one mind, one voice releases from heaven something of the Holy Spirit on a corporate gathering. I'm believing that for this church. I'm believing it for this region. I'm believing it for this nation. That if we get enough people who have one heart, one mind, and one voice, we'll see something released from heaven. I'm not supposed to be preaching, so I won't preach. But let's stand together. I'm going to just release Holy Spirit. David, come and stand with me, because I think it's important that we demonstrate our one heart, one mind, one voice. So, Father, we love you. Jesus, we love you. Holy Spirit, we love you. And we ask now for a corporate anointing, a corporate release of your Holy Spirit to come upon us. (laughs) We stand together with one heart and one mind and one voice. believe in and have an expectation of you coming to meet with us. We release Holy Spirit within us and we release Holy Spirit upon us today. We do it without the hype. We do it without the background music. We just say, come Holy Spirit. Minister to us. Fall afresh upon us. Uh-uh, become alive in us even more. And you already are. Yeah, Holy Spirit, we thank you that you're here, but we welcome you even more and more. Holy Spirit, just come, 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 come. Come, Holy Spirit, just fill us. Fill us, fill us, fill us, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we love you. We welcome you here. Come, Jesus. So just like in the Bible, I believe that as we lay hands on one another, there's a power that flows through us. So when I get you to put your hand on the person next to you, I want you to imagine that Holy Spirit has flown through your body, through your arm, through your hand, into that person next to you. Okay? Because you have it within you. So, so lay, put your hand on the shoulder of the person next to you. Everybody hopefully will have a hand on them. And believe. Right now we believe we release Holy Spirit. We lay hands on each other and we release Holy Spirit right now. Just do that. Believe.
Come on, let's be bold. Let's pray past the awkward stage. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. Yeah. Just lighten this atmosphere, we pray, God. Just lighten this atmosphere with your Holy Spirit. Let your Holy Spirit flow. <laughs> ah, we break off religiosity. We break off performance. Hmm. Ah, we break off shame. Ah, we break off that stuff that would hinder us. We break off improper thinking. Ah, we break off... Well, well, we break off the lack of experience, disappointment. God, we shove all that stuff to one side and we say, Holy Spirit, come. We release Holy Spirit into each other by the laying on of hands, believing for empowerment, ha, believing for an experience of God through me to the person next to me. Ha. Ha. Power of God flow. In Jesus' name and all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Time has gone. Thank you, everyone.